Hi, I'm Ryan North. I'm Lori Fungi. And I'm Sean Wilson. You're listening to Foster Family Matters, a production of CK Family Services. People united through God to enhance the physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being of at-risk children and families. Welcome back to Foster Family Matters. We are super duper excited that you have decided to join us yet again. And uh, have we got, man, have we got a special episode to bring you today. Yeah, we do. Do we have a special episode, Ryan? Would I lie to the people? Uh, No, I I think if you're going to invoke super and duper in sequence, then you better crush it. And I'm talking not even hyphenated. I'm talking like a full-blown super, super, comma, full-blown duper. Oh, I thought you were going to say like super duper is one word. Can they be in all caps too? Uh, that's, super duper. That's that's not that's not good etiquette. I feel like this conversation's not, not no. delivering on your promise. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, it's maybe still we, early. Maybe we get to the point. I mean, it's in the title. It's in the title of the episode today where super they hit duper? like play. It might be. <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> uh, that, that's. I think we just time traveled. We just we just impacted the, oh, the title that. Um, Anyways, so today's episode is about uh, healthy relationships. This is, if you've been following us for a while, if you're just joining us, I just so sincerely apologize for this rambly uh, uh, intro. But if you've been with us for a while, it's what you've come to expect and love about us. So, rambly intros. Good good news, the intro is only scheduled to last for another 20 minutes. But uh, I digress. So we're in the middle of a five-part series that we're doing on healthy relationships. And um, we started off with an intro uh, to the whole kind of kit and caboodle of what we were going to be talking about. And then we we, uh, did a show on uh, the importance of giving uh, care in the context of relationship. And then we did an episode on the importance of receiving care in the context of a healthy relationship. And today... Today, we are going to talk about the importance of interdependence That's right. in the context of healthy relationship. What exactly does interdependence mean, Sean? You know what it does not mean is independence, <laughs> which, is, which is how I, I misstepped and, and referred to it. And I believe parts one, two, and three of, of this series on healthy relationships. <laughs> but I feel, I feel secure enough in our healthy relationship with the world to, uh, to admit <laughs> that's that. a big relationship. Wow. Yeah, I'm very I going to say with the three of us. I, I was feeling special I feel healthy. I mean, you're connected to I mean, you're part of it. You're part of it. Well, I that's am true. part we of the world. are part of the world. You're part of the world. Well done. All right. We are the world. We are. So interdependence. Uh, interdependence in the context of relationship. I feel like you kind of like threw me under the bus asking me to define <laughs> that based on all of our pre-show conversations. I think, it, uh, I think it means this. Oh, for, for those of you who are only are listening, listening listening to the show, he did this. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna intertwine. There's gonna be. There's definitely gonna be some not, not, not prayer hands in this one. Interlock. Interlocked. Intertwine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, so the topic of this one is interdependence <laughs> in the context of healthy relationship. Lori, take it away. Wow. I just want to enjoy that moment for those of you just listening. He did this. Uh, The comedic stylings of Sean Wilson. He's funny. He funny. He funny. Interdependence. (laughs) 
Are we going to have to start over? I think no. we have to start over. No, don't. I like no? it. Okay. It's if you want people fantastic. to know who we really are. That's right. In that's the about flesh. three people who can't focus. We went to, we had like nine <laughs> people trying. and, never mind. <laughs> All right. Inter- interdependence. Um, <clears throat> to me, this is, this is the notion that at some point in time, Ryan and I talk about this a lot, that you have to be dependent upon somebody in order to gain a sense of independence. Um, there's scientific research that shows when we're in relationship with one another, how do we maintain our own independence and yet create intimacy and cohesion Mm. and relationship? And so there's a part of that. The best uh, example that I think of that comes to my mind is my husband and I, um, and that the idea that he doesn't complete me. And I don't complete him. You're not married to Jerry Maguire? Or, nope. That's not our relationship. <laughs> okay. uh, but what Good we do is that we complement one another. Yep. And we wouldn't have a marriage without one another. And we need both to have a relationship. But we can still maintain our independence. I can still have my own thoughts and have my own likes. That runaway bride movie, this always kind of takes me back to Julia Roberts liking every single kind of egg of the husband or fiance that she was with. Right, So she lost a sense of herself in that movie, and she lost a sense of herself in the relationships that she was in. And I think that we can see this in a myriad of different relationships, whether it's a spouse or a partner, a friendship, a working relationship, even our relationship with our kids. Are we losing a sense of who we are in our relationship? And if so, then that relationship, in all honesty, may not be that healthy. Yeah, and I think that this potentially um, is a complicated topic. And also potentially one that we could talk about for three hours, oh, yeah, right? Because this just in, this part of the podcast, <laughs> it's going to be broken down into six additional <laughs> podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all, all I meant by that, that is uh, so good because um, if you lose your sense of self, you cannot be in a healthy relationship, right. right? You have to be too healthy in the context of marriage, right? So the two healthy individuals who then unite in matrimony. You know, let me go back a step further because we're assuming that there's two independent sense of self people going into a relationship. And I think that's what can catch us sometimes is that we believe we have a good sense of self until we're in a relationship and realizing... And if I don't, we suck. (laughs) 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 I am not independent. To to, to your point, point though, um, the healthy relationship requires the the two two people, you know... um, you have that sense of self, right? What did Dan Siegel call it? Your autonomous self, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you are who you are. And, and I do like the Jerry Maguire thing because a pastor friend of mine said that when he does premarital counseling, uh, one of the first questions he asks the couple in front of him is, um, why, why, do you, why do you want to spend the rest of your life with this person? And he says, if they give me any version of the other person completes me, I tell them you're not ready yet. Right. Because if, you're not, if you don't have a healthy sense of self, you're not going to function well in, in a relationship. Um, and I think what's, well, why I said you know, this is potentially complicated because uh, specifically when it comes to parenting, uh, we, we tend to lose our identities, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I'm, well, let's take this a couple of steps. So in marriage, um, <coughs> Ryan and Kayla are married. Um, I don't become Kayla's husband. She doesn't become Ryan's wife in terms of that, right? Our identity is still... Ryan and Kayla, who who have come together to be and are married, and who are a husband and, and a, wife. a wife, right? But my identity is not in my spouse's name, right? E- even though you take your husband's last name, I guess what I said it's complicated. But but when you think about it, when it comes to parenting, 
um, a lot of times so many of, of us become, you know, Josh's dad and, and stuff like that. And your entire sense of identity is tied into this one thing that you do. Right. And that's not healthy. That's why we're big proponents of self-care. That's why we're big proponents of getting to know who you really are. Um, but, yeah, I think I might be belaboring the point now. I just no, to say I really, that it's complicated. <clears throat> excuse me. I really liked you going down the avenue of identity as a whole um, because I think that's really common in our culture to take on whatever it is that we spend the majority of our time doing. Yeah, And good. so I'm not just a therapist. And, in fact, I ran into somebody and they were commenting – um, on our exchange of, well, you're a therapist. I said, right, I'm, I'm Lori Fungi. And right now, outside of an office, I'm much more than just a therapist. And so to, to pigeonhole me that way or just to identify, I think that's a personal struggle with everybody of really who am I and what roles do I encompass and what's my identity. And so to me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a bonus mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a Christian, I'm a, you no, know, the list him. goes on and on. And, and so I think it's really important that we take the time to view ourselves as a whole, as a whole person, rather than just what we spend the majority of our time doing. Yeah, so, so that was really, really good. Um, and, and so I, th- I want to restate something that I said a couple of minutes ago. Um, and that is just to be clear that, that part of my identity is Kayla's husband. Mm-hmm. Part of my identity is Josh's dad. Sure. But, but those things individually are not the totality right. of my identity. And so I think we just have to be really careful because, because being who you really are and who God designed you to be mm. um, is healthy. It is, it, is, it is really, really healthy. But, but here's the thing that I, that I like about <clears throat> relationships. Um, we talk about this. I think we've talked about this on the podcast or – I know we've talked about this in front of cameras somewhere. I don't remember where <laughs> it was. Uh, but um, the stages, the stages of, of regulation, right? And so you have the, the completely other regulated and the co-regulated and then the self-regulated, which is the independent person, right? Right. But you can't get there unless those other things were done for you. So if you want to bring it back into a parenting context, then the hard news for parents is that when we have eight-year-olds in our home that did not have anybody regulate them, they don't know how. Right, so you have to teach this to them. So you know, I have memories of my wife rocking seven-year-olds mm-hmm. to sleep at night. Um, I have memories of, of eight-year-olds drinking out of sippy cups, right? Because because somebody had to help them as if they were infants. And so, I think it's important to remember that that we can't skip any of that development. And so, if kids are coming into our home where nobody cared for them and met their needs, we have to go back to where the train ran off the tracks, mm-hmm. which is at the point where nobody cared for them or took care of their needs. And so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's stages, and we have to go through those stages because the goal is to be able to be an independent person because only independent people can truly be interdependent. Yes. And <clears throat> what those actions of, of you and Kayla are showing to your kiddos or or what the outcome we hope is is that by doing the rocking and by doing that really big nurturing, that deep, deep nurturing, is that we hope that we cultivate our children to become dependent upon us. And if you have kiddos in your home that are from the system, that's going to take some time Mm. for the trust and the security and the protection and all those feelings and emotions to settle in so much where that child feels as though they can be dependent upon you, that they need you, that they can actually understand, I need this person, this person has been front and center for me, always consistent, predictable, here for me, I need that in my life. And once that need is starting to develop, then like you said, you have the opportunity to get to this place of independence. But without that need being present, that child or that 
adult will never get there. Well, think about some of the other episodes we talked about. I think the you know the first one in, in, in this kind of cycle was uh, an overview of the hallmarks of secure attachment, and then we did um, receiving care, no giving care. Which one did we do? First? Giving first. first. We did giving. We were giving first, right? Um, it is so better to give than to receive, right? That's good advice, Sean. For some people. Somebody should write that down somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so so, um, think about um, this. You just talked about, you know, being completely dependent before it can be completely independent. If you are not dependent on somebody, you will not go to them for help. Right. Right. It's tied together. That's why these things are so intertwined, which is why the phrase interdependent, the word interdependence is pretty cool. Because all of these things are intertwined. Um, because if I am completely dependent on you and I trust that you will meet my needs, I will go to you and have you meet my needs, right? That's that's a healthy relationship where I trust that you will act in my best interest, where I trust that you will be there for me when I need you. And so that's why I, I love I love um, Jude, Jude Cassidy's work because it just kind of distilled a lot of things down to, and I guess I'm not trying to be reductionist here, but I guess that's what distilled down means, um, to four points that make complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so like, if these are present in a relationship, then we're doing, good, then we're doing well. Yeah. I'm from the Commonwealth. We were doing well. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen was on our money at one point. If I'd said we're doing good, Elizabeth <laughs> would just sit up in her bed in the palace and sense a disturbance in the force. When I'm talking to adults about this and kind of gauging of these four things, which one do you feel like you're just you're nailing it? Which ones do you think that you could work a little harder on? And this is one of the most common ones. And and mm. the response back is, how do I know whether or not I'm doing a really good job? And I said, let's stop and picture you getting into your car and having a whole you day where you go to a restaurant, you sit down, you have the appetizer, you have the main course, you might have a glass of wine or whatever that is, and you have dessert and you don't ever bring out your phone. You sit completely by yourself, and then after your amazing, luxurious meal, you go to a movie by yourself. Now, where's your stress level in just imagining that a scale happening? Of, a scale of 0 to 10? Yeah, 10. Like 15. Yeah. Because what you just described to me is a miserable day. Right. Like hanging but, out by yourself all day <laughs> in a movie theater? So maybe this like is that? a testament no. that we might need to work you? on your interdependence Several people bit. have lists. Sean, I can send you their email addresses <laughs> if you want to know what's wrong with me. Can oh, I be the first man. one? Man. <laughs> yeah. If I can well, tell them what's wrong with me. But that's a great point because what's, what's uh, valued by one person, and it kind of is to the exact point that we're talking about, is that, that who you are is important. And, yeah. and you've got to respect and honor who you are to be fully present for others in in the context of relationship, right? Like I, I I've gone to movies by myself and and I've found it to be quite enjoyable. Um, and and I hear you say, you know, that sounds like a nightmare, right? And and that plays out if you've ever been in conversation with Brian and I, you you will learn very quickly that he is the much better conversationalist than I am. Um, but that's that's a fantastic I point. That I think that you guys just illustrated. Yeah. Is yeah. That, the the variety that exists. Well, I, you know, I used to say things like, um, as I get older, but it's not that I get older. It's as I actually come to terms with who I am, mm-hmm. right? And that just happens to track in parallel. Not a mind blow and just a... Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. I'm wowing him. You're wowing me. I that was am. awesome. Can you wow her? <laughs> Hold on. Wow. <laughs> was that... I felt- <laughs> That felt a bit delayed. It did, and a little anticlimactic. There weren't a lot of feelings. I get crickets? I felt like that was more for me, but okay. If you want to make it about you, that's fine. 
back back to hopefully what will end as a as a good point. Um, I hope. Um, but I used to think like as I get older. But it's not it's not about getting older. It is coming to terms with who I am because in in when I was about you know twenty five thirty years old, the idea of going to a movie by myself was almost terrifying. Like I could feel hmm. the stress in my body because I think the whole time. Like you couldn't find one person to go to a movie with you. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't concentrate. Like it, like it was a re- like it was like a mirror being held up, saying you don't have good relationships. And I don't understand that at the time. Right. Like I can watch stuff by myself now, but that's because you know the last ten years has been a fair amount of hard work being done and coming to terms with who I am mm-hmm. and making sense of of where I come from and stuff like that. But um, it is a good point that you make that. Here's the point. If you can't go to the movie theater by yourself, you need to notice that that's a relationship red flag and work through it. Well, and I think it just means that you put a lot of value on relationships. And so uh, that, that's kind of you. But I think what it means is that I, I have a hard time being alone. Right. And that's the other side. Yeah. Well, right. I well, mean, you f- do put a you do put a big value on relationships. You function best in relationship with other people. And not that relationships are important, but I mean, I think we're kind of leading into introverts versus extroverts, right? What, what kind of those relationships look like? That's where I was Um, going. But in the same breath, like you said, and I'll let you say it because they were your words. (laughs) That maybe there's some She's such a generous soul. No, yeah. No, what she's wanting me to do, she's playing therapist tricks. She wants me to admit my problems. Because <laughs> she knows I can't not get help. Not admit, Elizabeth. just self-claim. Like, just like, uh, this, uh, oh, ad, not admit, self-claim. So skillful. <laughs> Sean, can you help me understand the difference between admit and self-claim? Yeah. <laughs> well, so I wanted Ownership. to point out that, it, like what you were saying, because yeah. you said, well, if I, you know, if I can't go to the movie by myself, then clearly I've got issues. Not necessarily. Like, like you can you can want to go to the movie with other people and it still be healthy. Like that's kind of the point that I was trying to make. Like, just I think that so many times, uh, especially in the context of you know social media and everybody is able to kind of compare ourselves to everyone else's best foot forward of themselves, we, we downgrade our personal, whatever it is in the moment. And all of us think like, if I, if I want to go to the movie by myself, I, I would be lying if I didn't say, I think, well, what are people going to think about me? That seems kind of weird. Like going to a movie by myself. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it's that social, it's that peer pressure. That doesn't ever come across my mind. I love. Well, my point's disproven and (laughs) she is apparently the perfect human. Oh, not easy. Are you self-claiming that? So, where's my stamp? I need a stamp. Do you have ownership over that statement? I. Not to cut you off. No, you go. You go, because you did have something. No, I was going to say in response to that, because I feel like we're slightly at odds about the movie thing. And and my only point being that, that to me, it felt uncomfortable because, like, I didn't understand it, but looking back, I understand it now that that I couldn't point to, like, really great relationships. Because if I had any good relationships, I could have asked somebody to go to the movies with me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, and then you wonder, like, what are people doing? Well, you know, it's just it's, you play all these tricks on yourself. And now if I, like, watch something by myself, I'm like, um, wow, it's just nice to have a minute, you know? And I'm not concerned about what's going on because I feel secure in other relationships. Like, when we were first married, if my wife would go out, I'd say, well, what time are you coming home? And she'd say, well, like, 9.30. And then, like, 9.30, she's not home. So like at 9.45, I'm like, where are you? Oh, I'm still here. I'm like, well, why did you tell me you were coming home at 9.30? And now, like, I'll check the calendar because we have a shared family calendar yeah. at what time. And I'm like, oh, she'll stay an extra hour. And I just don't have a bugger about it because 
the quality of the relationship is much stronger now than it was almost 20 years right. ago. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's the, <coughs> my, kind of my thoughts in the movie theater thing too, is that, that I have more secure relationships and I have more healthy relationships now than I did 25 years ago. And because of that, and I'm in a better place, mm-hmm. which obviously is a contributing factor to having healthy relationships. And because of those things, I can go to the movie theater by myself now and enjoy the movie. But 25 years ago, it was just stressful for me to do that. Sure. And I think a lot of that is developmental, too, just your age and where you are in your stage of life. And and I think relationships are really important in your 20s, or we at least make them a priority in our 20s. Um, versus not the number of relationships, not quantity versus quality, yeah, right? And now we're at a place where we're, we can really appreciate quality relationships. And just going back to the movie, I think we can substitute, well, I hope that we substitute anything for the movie. It's not the movie aspect. It's do you, are you able to go to the grocery store by yourself or would you, do you wait till your spouse and you can go together on the weekend? Can, do you feel comfortable um, doing anything in, in solidarity to yourself or do you feel like you always need somebody there looking at relationships are you a person who finishes one relationship an intimate relationship and goes to the next one without taking time mm, to self-care and so to good. figure out what you gained and what you lost in that relationship Gosh, that's a great question just Lori. things like that you know does yeah. it do you constantly need other people in your life to bring you fulfillment and feel a sense of purpose mm. and if the answer to that is yes then we might need to evaluate how we're doing interdependence and what that looks like for us well, I think I, I like uh, I like the use the usage of the word inter- interdependence there because I think for a lot of time a lot of times people think that the options in relationship are independent or codependent. Or, exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so what you're suggesting is there's a third way, mm-hmm. and that is to be independent people. So so interdependence is really the healthy version of independent codependence. Absolutely. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the uh, stream and bank analogy in the whole brain child. Where one side was chaos and the other side mm. was uh, rigidity. Yeah, and What's the whole brain child. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's if this you, you speak of? If you don't know what the whole brain child book is, <laughs> you can check out our five-part series on. We like fives. I'm we a good, I'm a good setup, man. Yeah, but um, in in the context of what you're yeah. describing, yeah. people tend to think of it as like you're on one end or the other, and if 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 that one's bad, then the, you got to go to the other side. Yeah. But somewhere in the middle of the stream is where you want to be. You don't want to be on either of those banks, right? Yeah, well, maybe. Close. Oh. No, I'd, I'd say close because obviously you want you you, you want to, to be independent, which is the the one bank, right? And so maybe my it's a healthy mix of inter codependence was was a bit of a false lead over there, because I think that codependent is where you can't function without the other person. Interdependent is where I can function without the other person, but I choose to function with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's the middle of the stream, and the other side, the other bank isn't that. The other side of the bank is like uh, isolation. Mm. So isolation versus codependent and introvert. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. That, yeah. To me, that, to me, that is, illustration makes more sense. Do the math. Fun. It'll play out. <laughs> Do you no, see the wheels no, turning? no. Don't make funny. I think you're making a really, a really good point there. <laughs> Short's flight response. No. no, I'm kidding. I know it's because it's mine. <laughs> um, so easily recognizable. Hey, do you have a flight response ref- episode we can reference? Or we have to do that one still. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that's one we still have to do. So, so you know, and I'm looking at the clock there. I know we're close to having to, to wrap up here. But, but I do want to just say something and bring it back to the context of parenting. Um, when, when, you, when your kids are needy, um, and I know that that's sometimes potentially exhausting. It's really, 
it's really right because it is the first step to them becoming healthy, independent people who can function in relationship with other people. By meeting those needs. When they're <laughs> yeah. needing you being present, consistent, predictable, and meeting those needs. Yeah. No, uh, yes, absolutely. The only point I was trying to make was actually like when they express those needs – don't just dismiss it as needy. Go think to yourself. Right. Well, that's 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 how that, that's that, that dependence. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's where kids have to start. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in foster care, uh, specifically, um, we sometimes only get the opportunity to start that when they're eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, and yeah, which makes it hard because it's easy when a two-year-old is whining for something, but when an eight-year-old is acting like a two-year-old, it's really, really difficult. And you have to remember that that nobody met that kid's needs. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, you know, we don't derail the train and then 200 yards down the track put it back when you have to put it back at the point it was derailed. And it's important to remember, I mean, Ryan's statement is 100% accurate, it, but it's relative. And, and what I mean there is it, it's easy when it's a two-year-old that's doing it, but, but not if you've never had an eight-year-old do it. Like yeah. if, if you've only had a two-year-old do it, it can feel really daunting, right? Um, in the context of, of an eight-year-old doing it or, or a 15-year-old, you know, acting like a three or a four year old, yeah. that's that, that, you know, is, is kind of um, an escalation there. But, um, you know, and also with parenting, there's kind of a paradox because we developmentally, we know that toddlerhood and then we call it the second toddlerhood, meaning adolescence are these two times in a child's life where they're really trying to seek autonomy. That's where we get the me, 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 mine, mm-hmm. mine. You see that in two and three year olds, but you also, if you're a parent of teenagers, you've seen it in your 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds, and that's where it's starting to to really foster. In the same breath, this is the stage in adolescence where relationships have huge weight and importance mm. to the children. Mm. And so my, I, I think my encouragement or my, my plea with you is be one of those people that have the healthy relationship. Be the one that has the autonomy and the interdependence so that you can model that for your teenagers, absolutely. But also being mindful that they're they're going to have layers and layers of codependence just because they're a teenager, yeah. regardless of their past. Now, when we add trauma into that past, that codependence is going to be even deeper and more ingrained. And that's where you come in, understanding and identifying where you are in your own interdependence and what you can model for that kiddo. Now, if you're both codependent, that's going to be a very um, tumultuous relationship which is why parents have to do the work to be healthy that's right and have the self-awareness because relationships need at least two people that's right right and it's never ever going to be what it needs to be if only one of you is healthy and 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 you're probably not going to recognize the bad stuff if you don't know what the good stuff looks like that's right somebody tweet that Right now, tweet it. <laughs> hashtag. hashtag. So, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this one up. I think. Um, <laughs> dang it! Starts agreeing that we should I'm wrap gonna, it up. We're gonna do a graphic for the next show, and it's just gonna say hashtag ditto and have Ryan's face like giant behind it. But um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go around. Uh, final thoughts on interdependence and the importance of interdependence in the context of healthy relationship. Who wants to go first? Um, I will. Uh, homework assignment to anyone Ooh. listening. That's right. Challenge extended. Oh, my, I encourage my, my. you to try to go to um, either a meal or a movie by yourself. And Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, McDonald's, those don't count. Mm-hmm. You cannot down. be by yourself at <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no. You can't. You only need on have... Sunday. It's like a license to print money <laughs> yeah. on one of those things. You could be at Chick-fil-A by yourself on Sunday. <laughs> 
and you will be. Yeah. It's got to be a place you walk into and there's a hostess that takes you to your table where you say a table for one with with ownership and acceptance of that. I have six children. What's a hostess? Mm-hmm. I want to throw down and say that you should ask for a table for four and go by yourself <laughs> because that as, ups the ante. Because I have no tables for one. They make sit at the bar. As a waiter and hostess, please don't do that. <laughs> that's not kind. Yeah, you can't, do you say table for one? <laughs> table for one. But that's, that's just sitting at the bar. No, it's always offered. The bar is available, but don't do that because now you're not. You're, oh, yeah, I know. You're not interdependent. But yeah, go sit in your booth or by your your table by yourself. It's a good mm-hmm. challenge. How do you want them to uh, provide their their <gasps> feedback on the assignment? Tell us how it went on the Facebook group page. Facebook group page. What's that? I'm so I'm glad, glad you asked, Sean so, Wilson. Wow. So if you didn't already know, that's PT Barnum like right there. Yeah, we'll get to Ryan's uh, last thoughts in just a moment. But, but I can't uh, miss this opportunity. <laughs> Um, we uh, we have a Facebook group, and if you have not already joined it, it is open to the world. Uh, you do have to have a Pulse and a Facebook uh, profile. But account, that's it, I think. But other than that, uh, mm-hmm. that's we're pretty we're pretty lenient on who we allow in. Um, it is the name of the show, Foster Family Matters, and so you can find it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Foster Family Matters. That's right. And go and join, and we will all expect. What's the deadline for? Uh, we'll give them a week. You got a week. Ooh, that, we'll get, you got two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Okay. You got two weeks. Some people In are going to have weeks, to pump themselves up to do it. And we yeah. see you. We see you. We know who you are. And and we're going to check. And if you haven't turned in your homework assignment within the next two weeks, we're going to start posting things we're coming on, after you. On your, on, in your timeline. <laughs> like the hashtag ditto picture with my face. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Um so, so often when we work with parents, we'll ask them, well, well what, do you, what do you want? What's, mm-hmm. what, do you, what are your goal as a parent? And they'll say some version of, we want to raise a healthy, well-adjusted, independent member of society who loves the Lord. And, um, and that's great. I think that's, that's a great goal to have. But the, question, the, the follow-up question has to be, well, what are you prepared to do those things? Because if I want to raise an independent member of society, I first have to deal with the fact that that person has to be completely dependent relationally in order to be independent. And once they are able to go from dependence to to independence, they can then function in relationships with other people. Because um, your ability to live in right relationship with other people uh, determines a lot of good things, good or bad for you your ability or inability to live in right relationship with other people professionally. I mean, if you can't deal with your coworkers, you're not, they're not going to be your coworkers anymore. Now, it's not just about mom and dad stuff. It's like you cannot live in isolation in the world we live in, even though some people wish they could. Um, everything requires some level of being able to interact with other human beings, and that, is, that skill is learned at home. Mm-hmm. So, so don't, don't, don't shy away from, oh, my gosh, that kid's needy. Go, oh, my gosh, what a privilege it is to meet their needs. Absolutely. And just a, a, in a nutshell, all this comes back to your ability to put yourself first. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, you have to explain that a little bit because that went like slightly left of what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> As you were talking, I was thinking, you know, it's, it's one thing to be in relationships, but when we look at being independent, we think, oh, I, um, I can take care of my car by myself or I can change a tire or I can – cook this meal or I can live on my own. That's me being in- independent, right? I'm an independent person. And I think when parents come to us with this idea, they're thinking at some point, my, I want my kid to move out. 
I want my kid to be independent and be able to have their own life. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I don't want that to get misconstrued with the idea of putting yourself first and making sure it's the the airplane analogy of putting on your your own face mask before taking care of your kiddos, right? You have to be okay before you can tend to anyone else in, in around you or in your home. And so to be interdependent and to be autonomous means that I find value and worth within myself and I deserve the attention that is due to make sure that I can be independent, that I can be a source for somebody else. So for our parents, we're really coming back to pouring into yourself so that your kids can be dependent upon you. Yeah, so, so hold on. I just want to say, since she had a follow-up to my closing I feel like you guys are just rebutting each other back and forth. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Senators, but the the debate is over. Your time time has expired. I think you're going to enjoy if you let me make my comment because I think she just validated. There was cohesion. No, yes, I think what she did was just validate what you said the two banks were between the, the river's interdependence and the one side's codependent and the other side's isolation. No, I, think, I, think, I think now that that's kind of played out a little bit, I think that's a really great analogy because being able to change your tire, being able to cook your own food and all the things you listed is not a sign of independence. It's a sign of actual... Competency. Yeah, You're competent a, 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 a in be, those at areas. Best, but it's also a sign of isolation because you are just comfortable taking care of yourself and we were made to care for each other and to be cared for, right? That's give, right. Give care, mm-hmm. receive care, and so, we can't lose, lose sight of that. So that's... So you, so you guys have both tied into my final thoughts. Um, your rebuttal so to you, my comments. You were right the whole time. Very well. <laughs> your you know, rebuttal to my comments, Lord. I, I generally I live my my life thinking that way, and I just have to wait for everybody to come back around to my way wow. of thinking. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be my closing <laughs> thought the next episode. <laughs> but Eventually, uh, you all will agree with me. So, so You'll clue in. You'll I think we've it. had great discussion, and the two of you guys have, have, have done a great job of fleshing this out and the importance of interdependence. I, I want to I remind everyone, and I've, I've done this in every episode, so you might be tired of hearing it by now, but and it, I think it ties in well with what you guys are, are, are kind of summing up here, is that um, you, you can only work on you, right? Like you've yeah. only got one brain. You're only responsible for it. Um, you may have influence over those that are in your sphere of influence, and that's why they call it a sphere of influence, by the way. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> Didn't know. But, but uh, don't take on yourself the responsibility of thinking for other people and, and uh, trying to ensure their ability to, to and, uh, love themselves and be confident in themselves and those sorts of things. They've got to do that. The, the work uh, there and in a relationship and this, this is where it starts to bleed over into kind of the codependence uh, type of a thing is when you start when you start to take on the responsibility for ensuring that that other person mm-hmm. is a good caregiver and a good care receiver and, a, and, and excellent at uh, uh, using the principles of interdependence in the context of a healthy relationship like it's exactly what Lori said it's exactly what Ryan said it's you've got to be you've got to be secure in, in yourself and you've got to focus on yourself and while you're doing that, everyone else is doing the same thing. And here's the beauty, the beauty of it. And I love this saying, but um, and I don't know where it originated from. It was it did not originate from me. But um, I'm going to claim it when you're. Oh, I don't even know was, what it is I yet, was, but I'm going to claim it. How to claim it when he said it? How did you know? Like I was well gonna, done, I was going to say I'm going to claim it. I love that phrase. No, <laughs> I it's good guess. The, <laughs> the phrase is remember remember who you are and whose you are. And oh, it, I, I did I, say I, that. It plays, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
I've heard it. I've heard it other places. If if you said it it both ways, I've 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 heard it from from my early childhood. Someone someone in my early childhood would say this to me because it's it's ingrained in my person, and and it's it's a good way, and it and it means. Um, I've had folks as an adult when I say it to them, uh, go, what, what do you mean by whose you are? Well, and, and it's really, it's kind of, for me, it's a, it's in the context of my Christian right. faith and, and in my relationship with God in that I remember who I am and that I am a child of God. And I remember whose I am and that I am a child of God yeah. and everything else kind of branches out from there. Right. And, and how, how fantastic in the context of a healthy relationship for those in, in the Christian faith, at least that we have that uh, kind of uh, signpost or milestone that we can tie to that we we hopefully are all kind of emanating from is that we center our relationship on God and and then all of the rest of it just kind of falls into place and it's not that it's easy right because we're human but but if we will take that approach and start there 100% of the time and recenter every morning and and say who am I and whose am I then the rest of it just kind of becomes a little easier yeah um I mean, I'm going to give that an amen. Like, drop my amen. You should have said, "Can I get amen?" I really, really appreciate (laughs) that point and that perspective, Sean. Thank you. I really. (laughs) That's him, not you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. There's a little bit of a delay on the drops. Perfection and job well done, and you're just using humor to deflect. Go ahead and deflect. So I was going to say to that, Sean, that I agree with everything Laurie was trying to say. Um, but wasn't allowed to? <laughs> uh, because, because hold I on, missed. hold on. Let me step over you, too. <laughs> yes. All right. Oop, wrong one. <laughs> nope. Um, anyhow. Uh, yes, more jazz hands from Dr. Fungi. I just love how I just gave her a PhD. Um, Coming no, but soon. I, but our mission statement, we talk about the physical emotional and spiritual well-being of at-risk children and families. And, and when we share that in intern orientation, I always talk about how we recognize that, that mission statement that we all, uh, the whole person is made up of those three mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And meeting the physical needs of the child is the easy one, right? They got the shelter, they got their own room, uh, clothing, food, they're safe, right? All those things. Um, emotional is next level because we have to, the things we've been talking about in this episode and in, in the previous couple that, that's really big and that's a little bit harder because you, you cannot meet someone's emotional needs if you're not at some place of, if you're not at least trending towards emotional health yourself, right? And then, of course, sometimes we ignore the spiritual spiritual needs, but I think that we do need to be um, praying for our kids daily. Like, like if, you know, and you just, you just got to re- remember that, 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 that I think the point you're trying to make is that ultimate healing does come from the Lord and not from us and I have to trust him for that. So, that's it. Yeah. That's, you know, it. that's why I love the mission statement. Um, and we, we read it every time we have a group of people together because we have to recognize that the whole person is, is the sum of those parts. That's right. It's beautiful. All right, guys. All um, right. Let's, let's put a bow on this one. We already did the well, – I feel like we should have like subsequent ending points. Like we had a whole other episode within <laughs> an episode. We have things to say today. Um, good things to say. The, uh, the last things that I want to say yes. are if you're enjoying the show, please remember to – uh, to like us, uh, stars, thumbs up us, subscribe, retweet us, subscribe, thumbs up us, thumbs, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get that on a shirt for you, Sean. Sometimes I words, know a guy. Sometimes words are hard. I should really plan this out for the t-shirt or the thumbs. 
But I was thinking T-shirt, but we could probably find a guy for <laughs> the point that I'm trying to get to is we are trying to grow the show, and and we want we we believe that there's value in the words that we're saying, and if you agree with us, help us by by sharing it with those who you think would benefit. Mm. And uh, you know, we, we the name of the show is Foster Family Matters, and we want to uh, keep all of our episodes kind of within the realm of parenting and and family. But we recognize and we've received feedback that folks are drawing value from this show who aren't necessarily parents even. Uh, people that are just struggling with relationships within the context of family, and and for some people, the context of family includes co-working, co-working environments, or or friendship yep. circles, and that sort of thing like that. So, um, so share it with everybody, and uh, and we would would really appreciate that. Also, the Facebook group, don't mm-hmm. forget, go and join because you've got a homework assignment. It's due in two weeks, actually two weeks uh, minus twenty minutes, give or take. So uh, get started on that. Wow, that's March. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> time yeah, wow. yeah, I think that's it. Anybody else? No. No. Okay. Well, with that, time. we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.